You're listening to Bird Means Business, episode 36. Hi there, and welcome to the Bird Means Business podcast. I am so glad that you are here. Thank you for taking space in your day, time to sit here with me and Terry. She looked at me with googly <laughs> eyes before she said it. You be flirting in here, Bird. <laughs> My best friend in the world is in the studio with me today, and we are about to talk about marriage and business and just balancing family time and all the things. Y'all, I told them before we got started, I was like, babe, I want to be like super open and vulnerable through this podcast. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, I think that's going to be really good. Yeah. So we're excited to jump in. If you don't know, Terry and I own a gym here in Houston called The League. We have our own proprietary pack training format, and we've had it since December 2013. So we've been in the game for a long time. We have 10 amazing team members at The League and an incredible community of leaguers, what we call them. Yeah, <laughs> they the grind, right They there. grind hard, and we have a lot of fun. So we love what we get to do. Before we get started, Terry actually has a listener shout out that he wants to share. Yeah, I want to shout out a really awesome couple, Tim and Fabby Broussard, who own Fab and Fit Foods. They're incredible. They're down with bird means business. And they have this really awesome meal prep company that does healthy food delivered to the door. Mm. And they're just like great learners. You know what I mean? I think you got to be a learner before you're a leader. Mm. And they, as business owners, are always asking the right questions and looking to really grow. So I think it's awesome. And I wanted to shout them out because I love that they're a piece of Bird Means Business community. Yes. And y'all, Fab and Foot Foods, the meal prep company they own, is so clutch, especially right now during COVID. Their meals have saved me so many days where I just didn't have lunch or didn't have something prepared or I'm on the go and need to be able to bring something. Terry has a whole bunch of them at the league whenever he's there. And I'm always asking him, hey, can I have this turkey and cauliflower rice one? Because that's my favorite. Check them out. Fab and Fit Foods. They are awesome, awesome people. No forced promo, by the way. They're right. legitimately really dope people, and we really believe in what they do. And we're grateful for it. On the topic of dope companies, Terry, I want you to tell them about Terry the Trainer app. Yeah, for sure. So Terry the Trainer app takes the gym experience, and it just sends it to people around the world, wherever you are, with that little lit-up rectangle in your <laughs> pocket. We had the league going for years. People who live in Houston, people who are into warehouse gyms, people who could come and engage with us at the gym would. But through social media, we would make contact with so many people who were like, I don't live in Houston mm -hmm. or I'm not the gym type. I like to work out at home. Or what about workouts on demand? Can you write up a program for me? And so I said, you know what? When you get on a production schedule, get some great workouts that are published in an app platform. And then we just went more and more robust from there. So now it's not just the workouts. It's every single week there is a meal prep recipe with a beautiful image of the food and a really simple step-by-step -step guide, mm -hmm. the groceries and the game plan. That. The grocery list is included in the recipes, so it makes it simple. Mindset modules. I think mindset coaching is now my favorite thing to do. I mean, it used to just be like, we'll count sets and reps and I'll motivate people and turn up some great music and we'll get physical fitness training. But I think mental fitness is super important too. So I've really enjoyed using the app to journey with the whole human. But it's really easy to download in the iTunes app store if you have an iPhone or the Google Play Store, if you have an Android, it's $14.99 a month. It's the same cost as like Audible or services like that. 
and you get tons of workouts, meal prep recipes, mindset coaching, mm-hmm. and it's all just 24-7 streamable on demand anywhere in the world. It's super legit. One of my favorite pieces was during quarantine, there was the family room and it's still there. And he has this whole segment, a piece on intermittent fasting. And that's something that I actually started during quarantine where I only eat eight hours a day. I mean, Terry does the same thing. Our eating schedule is 11 to seven. We fast the rest of the day and it has been really, really amazing. He breaks it down and it's just so good. So the app is more than just workouts. It's workouts, nutrition, mindset coaching, and then just bonus material, which is top of the line because he's a smarty pants and he's a geek about all this stuff. Just to give clarity, (laughs) Family Room is a tab that's still in the app for as long as any portion of the United States is under lockdown or quarantine because it's just something we want to do to love people well. So there's a little bit of free content, a couple workouts and that kind of deal. A course she's talking about is called the Clean Eating Masterclass. There you go. Intermittent fasting is a small piece of it, but it goes into so much detail about how to get the right proteins and fruits and veggies in your diet. It's amazing, but it's a totally free resource. Wonderful. So even if you don't pay now, just go in there, jump in to Terry the Trainer app, get in the family room and get all that free content. All right. I'm being silly. Okay. We're going to jump into the episode now. You ready? Let's go. Okay, so we are talking all things marriage and business and balancing family time. So first, I want to say some of y'all who are listening might be like, you know what? I'm not booed up yet. I don't have a ring on it yet. I'm not married, but I am in this entrepreneurial game. And I want to just say something to y'all because I was recently talking with a friend who wants to be an entrepreneur. And that friend was telling me how they procrastinate and how they just kind of really can't get out of the rut of procrastination. You know what I told them? I said, Whenever it was just me before I was married, you know, I was actually working in New York on Wall Street as an investment banking analyst. And whatever I did in my life really only affected me. Right. But once I got married, I was like, okay, when I have an issue, like if I procrastinate and wait to the last minute to do something and I'm stressed and frustrated and in a mood, then just affect me and my life anymore. It now affects someone else. So Getting married actually helped me work out, you know, things like that in my life because I can't really procrastinate. And then I can, but it'll affect my husband, who I love, and I don't want it to affect our marriage, right? And then kids amplify it even more. Oh, my goodness. Kids just don't allow for procrastination, right? Right. Not at all, because your schedule is no longer your own when you have kids. It's your kid's schedule. Like, it is survival out here, and you will not make it if you procrastinate. Like, you have to be on top of things, or at least in our lives, because we're just way crazy busy. Yeah, great example there about overcoming procrastination. That's one example of a way that you can just become so much better and bring so much more value into a marriage, into parenting, even into business. But I mean, like you said, there's people who are single and listening to this, even as they're not yet married. And I would say it's a great opportunity to just kind of take some notes. I mean, we're not experts. We are learners in a position of being leaders. We are navigating it and taking notes and just honestly sharing with you some of our reflections. And so we'd say, don't focus so much on the type of person that you're hoping to marry one day. Mm -hmm. Focus on the type of person you're hoping to become so that then you bring more value into a marriage. And maybe you just pick up something out of this conversation that you're like, you know what, even if I'm not married today, that's going to help me for what I am married. Yes, and yes, and yes. I could not agree more. Let's just talk about your high-level thoughts around marriage and business. What is it like to be an entrepreneur and your wife to also be an entrepreneur and to kind of do this thing together? 
it's a beautiful life because you get you see the rewards or the penalties of the decisions that are being made and the work that's being put in in real time. Mm -hmm. It's an unforgiving endeavor. Those words sound heavy, but (laughs) hear me on this. You get instant feedback. And for people like you and me, Ashley, we love instant feedback. Mm -hmm. We want to grow. We want to learn. We want to see, oh, that worked. Awesome. We either double down on it or refine the system by which we do it and we keep rolling. Oh, that didn't work. You know what? We got to remove all emotion from it. No matter how it feels, we can't return to this thing that doesn't work, right? Playing chess, not checkers is Mm. what it feels like. Not going to a nine to five, but building brands together. It is harder to clock out. It's harder to take time away from work. These are, I guess, challenges that are in the mix. But then it's just, it's so beautiful because when we decide that we want to go on vacation, we inform our own staff that we are looking to do that. And they step in and they support and they help out. And then we, in generosity, look for opportunities where we can maybe relieve them for a little bit of time as well. Like It's great to be able to put together a system and enjoy the fruit of it. There's a lot of gratification too and just like appreciating things so much more. Mm -hmm. Like the small wins for our companies don't feel like the small wins at a corporation that we work for. Our small wins feel like Super Bowl victories. Like, I cannot believe something that we built just had that win. You know what I mean? One of the biggest things for me, we started, you know, running the league. As it grew, I realized most married couples will, you know, wake up in the morning, do all the things and then leave for the day. And they're gone, separated for most of the day. But we're together. (laughs) And I remember once we were interviewed years ago about this and someone asked us a question to the extent of, do y'all ever get tired of each other? And I was like, no, actually, like, I wish Terry would sit right next to me all day, every day. He knows She this. does. <laughs> she wants me like sitting like just about on her lap. Like, <laughs> why are you sitting all the way over there? I'm like, girl, my chair is like three feet from yours and we're at the same table. And she's like, no, 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 come closer. Yeah. So I think I just like that closeness and it works for us. I've never felt that. But I also think another benefit is that like I see Terry working in a way that I wouldn't see otherwise. I see the hardship. I see the effort and energy you're putting into something as opposed to hearing it like kind of secondhand from you at the end of the day. I'm actually in the fire with you. It makes me appreciate you so much more and love you so much more. I think because I get to just see you working in the hard moments too. So it's really special. Anything else on marriage and business? Yeah, I mean, I think that it definitely trains you on teamwork marriage in business and with kids, like managing schedules and things like that. There's accountability for both partners in a fresh new way that wouldn't be there for other couples. And just the understanding that we are on the same team. We're in it for the same objectives. If you're taking a loss somewhere, we are losing. If you're winning in some regard, we are winning. If I am winning, I can't be egotistical about me winning. It's us winning because anything that I'm leading, you're supporting. Anything that you're leading, I'm supporting. And so I think that that would be probably my biggest takeaway is that us mentality, that team dynamic. Yeah, I have a story that I'm not sure that I've shared on the podcast before. I know I've shared it in kind of other interviews and such, but Terry kind of set the precedent for this while we were dating. If you don't know, Terry was my very first boyfriend. Yeah, I didn't have a boyfriend until I was like 19. We met in college at UT, Horns. We got in our first fight. And I will never forget what he said. He kind of grabbed me by the shoulders in a gentle way. <laughs> you made that sound so crazy. In the middle of our argument, he grabbed me. Um, no, just kidding. 
he kind of like took hold of me and he looked at me in the eyes and he said, Ashley, you have to remember, it's never Terry against Ashley or Ashley against Terry. It's Terry and Ashley against the situation. I was like, dang, that's so good. Like I had never thought of it that way. I never had, you know, again, first boyfriend, never thought about like conflict resolution like that. And I think it really stuck with me. I mean, I obviously still remember it all these years later. And so even in business, I mean, it was cute when we were like 19 in college in an argument. Now with, you know, multiple businesses and children, when we get in an argument, I still try to go back to that. Like it is not him that I'm against. We are against a situation. That situation might be our schedule, our money or our whatever issue, like tiredness, exhaustion, all of that. But it's not him. So let's figure out how we can team up to his point and attack the situation because that's the real enemy. Yeah, for sure. I want to just reframe that whole story. <laughs> we had had a disagreement and I lovingly yes, took her course. by the shoulders and looked her in the eyes and reassured her in saying that's us against the situation. I just wanted to reframe that in case anybody's like, oh, shoot, Terry out here grabbing this girl. Oh, no, yeah, that's maybe I made it sound bad, but I kind of like saying he, he grabbed me. I, anyway, I kind of <laughs> like that more. It's a little bit more intense and feisty. Kidding, kidding. Okay, so... I love that. And so how would you say, how do we balance family time? Family time. Family time is huge. If you are in business with your spouse and you have kids, especially, well, I'll take the parenting angle just because that's kind of where we're at. Family time above everything else. Family time is priority. It does not matter how big or important or special or successful your business is. If your family is taking a loss at expense of it, then frankly, I, I hate that this sounds like uh, rude. Like now I'm the one wording things aggressively, right? But <laughs> your brand is worth nothing, even if it's worth millions, if it comes at the expense mm. of your family time suffering. I'm not saying that family time is going to always just be hunky-dory and it's not just all roses. When you're running a business, there are sacrifices that have to happen. And that's certain and that's understandable. And you know, to a certain extent, it's inevitable. Family cannot take the back seat. Family deserves the best of you and not the rest of you. Ooh. Family can't be getting leftovers after you've just gotten stressed out, fatigued, and got your brain going a thousand different directions. Our children deserve to have us look them in the eye, ask them intentional questions that probe a little bit and stimulate brain activity and how they answer the question. Not just yes or no questions, not just here's a tablet, sit in front of the TV, let YouTube babysit you, but actual quality time, getting out of the house, having fun activities. Let me go back to your question, how you stated yeah. it. How do we yeah. do family time? The way that we do it really simple is just on a basis of priority. We might be really busy, but we're also going to be very present parents and very involved. For us, it's, you know, every now and then we have to redo kind of our calendar, our commitments, learn to say no to some things so that we can protect that buffer that we've built in for family time. Speaking just purely as myself, Terry the Trainer app, man, it's going well and we have huge plans for it to do even better. The league has been around seven years strong. What you're doing in your consulting firm, Ashley, it's phenomenal, right? Me personally, if any of this makes me less of a present father mm -hmm. or less of a committed husband that's really going to prioritize quality time, then I'm like, we can just shut it all down. 100%. I don't need material success in the same way as I need my family unit to be strong. And we don't do it for money anyway. Like we built businesses around loving people well. And it was like, you got to build a business around that idea for this to be something you can then take into the world. 
So here we are as business owners, right? I think people need to hear from a business owner that capitalism doesn't take the front seat and it's that quality time that does. And if we're successful, then cool. That's great, right? But that's not the main focus. Yeah. Oh, and what is the main focus? This is a question I'm always asking myself and asking the business owners I work with. Like, remember your why. What is your why? And I say that because if the reason we have these businesses and we're building these empires is for our kids, because we want to, you know, our kids to be able to pay for their college or to be able to set them up for success, then we can't miss our kids, which is the actual why, as we're, you know, laser focused on building these businesses. This is just a means to an end, but we can't forsake the actual purpose of what we're trying to do. I agree with everything you said, keeping them at the forefront. And practically in our lives, how do we do this? You mentioned a few things, but we kind of have, and we have a joint calendar. Y'all know I'm all about systems. So we have a joint calendar and it's color-coded. Well, mine is at least. We will add something to the calendar. If I do, he'll be able to see it. So for example, right now in this weird quarantine situation, we have our kids all day on Fridays. So that means that if something happens on Fridays that's outside of their nap time, which is they're literally napping right now. Well, at least one is. Terry might still be up. He was like, not Little about Terry it. is absolutely awake <laughs> in his bed right, awake now. right now. And we're hoping he doesn't <laughs> hear us as we're in the guest bedroom closet. But during their nap time, that's when we kind of schedule all of our work. But let's say something happens outside of that. Well, then I'm going to make sure to add it to our joint calendar and talk to Terry about it like, hey, don't really know how to get around this right now. You know, this is the only time that works and he's cool with it. There was even another day. It was a Saturday, actually, where Terry had an engagement that he thought was at 9 p.m. And then last minute, it was like, oh, just kidding. It's at 9 a.m. Right. It got misreported by the organization where they said, can you be available for a 9 p.m. Zoom call? I said, absolutely. And I even said, that's after the kids go down to bed. Yep. It's perfect. It was in the cal and everything. And then that morning, you know, he they reached out to him like, hey, can't wait to see you at nine. He's like, 9 p.m., right? And they're like, no. He had to adjust. And so, of course, I was happy to. But then the crazy thing is later that day, a news outlet asked him to come into our restaurant. We are passive owners for a restaurant here in Houston. And they wanted to come about, you know, shoot him, you know, and like, I was like, okay. So my point is just that you might have a perfect system and plans and you might have the best heart and intentions, but there will be times inevitably where it doesn't work that you're able to have grace for each other. Being nimble. Yeah. yeah and just being open to that too, because the reality that y'all know, I keep it real. When you are launching a business, it is going to be very tough in the beginning. I would just say the first year, at least, unless you're able to just, you know, you have the capital to hire on a whole bunch of people, it's going to be gruesome for about a year. So you want to just make sure that you are upfront and honest with your spouse about that. It's, you know, one thing if y'all are in it together, of course, maybe there's more understanding. But if you are the entrepreneur and your husband has the nine to five or vice versa, you want to make sure to say, like, I am trying my best. I'm doing what I can and just communicate, right? That's like a central pillar of marriage is communication. And to just show priority that like in your words, in your actions, like really putting forth priority, not perfection, but priorities. My intention is this and my calendar is set this way so as to see us win. Every now and then something might happen where we kind of have to be nimble and deviate from it. However, this is the thing we're committed to, focused on, and prioritizing. I think that that's really key. Absolutely. And I've seen Terry do that. Again, like our Fridays or whatever time set aside. And um, he'll ask, you know, if a brand comes to him with something and they want to schedule it at a certain time that would get in the way of family time, he'll say, well, can we do this other day? You know, 
can we do this other time? And sometimes they're like, heck no, we gave you an opportunity, take it or leave it. And then we have a conversation, <laughs> yeah. Ashley and I do internally. But I she's know she's going to be understanding, yeah. right? But it's that trying first. One example I have is when the biggest brand I have ever done engagement with sent me a message as we were on our family walk about being featured like that brand's representative father for like a big Father's Day campaign. But it was like, I'm literally on a walk with my wife and kids right now. So I'll wait to respond to that. So after this walk is over, it's like one of the biggest career moments. But it's like, you know what, that can absolutely wait. Because if I'm going to not be dad and a present imaginative fun dad that's in the middle of this family adventure right now to say yes for some business related reason mm -hmm. pertaining to being a dad, that's a step outside of my integrity. It's not that I didn't get back to them. I just prioritized that family time in a safe space moment where it was not going to harm quality time. I decided to go ahead and get back to them. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I will just be honest. I'm going to open up to y'all in this next little portion, get real transparent on some things. But Terry is really great at that. And it's definitely an area that I can improve in. He said that can wait. And like, that is what I have to tell myself again and again, because I'm the kind of person who I check my email incessantly and I get like thrilled by it. And it's really strange. <laughs> I used to y'all take my phone to the bathroom with me just because I felt like I had to always have my phone on me. Right. And that's not OK. That's not healthy. And I think that's when I really started to think about the fact that I have like an unhealthy relationship with work. I think it's because I like it so much. I enjoy what I'm doing so much that. I want to always be connected to it. And that's, that's not okay and good. And so Terry and I actually started seeing a marriage counselor last year. And Best decision ever. Ooh, Recommend it. We've talked about this a bit, I think, outside of the podcast. But don't wait until your marriage is in a bad place. Honestly, ours was not in a bad place. Yeah. Can I just really yeah, quick? Yeah. I have to. Please remember what you were going to say because I don't want to interrupt. I want to say to everybody who is married, <laughs> marriage counseling. Listen, our marriage is a good marriage. We're happy in our marriage. I want everybody to hear that and know that that is the time to go and start marriage counseling. If you start it when your marriage is in a dangerous place, mm -hmm. there's all this like having to rebuild trust and like open up some deep wounds. Right. But think about anything significant you've ever pursued in your life. You've asked for help. Right. Mm -hmm. I want this degree. Well, you're going to definitely need to go and enroll and have some experts who are not you telling you how to pursue something. Yep. You need those professors, right? Or man, I really want to get fit. And so you go to a gym and you get a trainer. There's instruction. There's somebody who is not you giving wisdom to you to help you. You're still having to do the work, but you turn out a whole lot better because of that guidance. And in the same way, I recommend to every single married couple, Go get a third party who is not you and is not your spouse and isn't bound to the silly little thoughts that you get in your head in moments of disagreement and who can give you wisdom, objective wisdom to help you to grow. And so your marriage, like that person that goes to the gym, just grows stronger muscles. And it's just like we had a good marriage for sure. But then we started talking to this cat, Pierre Cannings, who is amazing. Yes. And now we have a like great marriage. Yeah. And it's just funny. You use those examples, working out, going to college, you know, or getting education. It's like, why don't we think that, you know, our marriage will take work? Work doesn't have to be bad, but, you know, why don't we want to get trained on being a better husband or wife? You know, we mm -hmm. have to put in the work there, too. We started seeing Pierre last year and y'all, it was incredible. I remember one of our 
big aha moment in our first session, which was supposed to be an hour. And it was like two and a half, three hours. (laughs) He was so gracious with that. I needed to not have my laptop in our bedroom. And you have to understand, like I said, I love to work. And, you know, I think when it was just the two of us before kids, it wasn't as big of a deal because we were just going, you know, you're young, you're just moving fast, growing the gym. But then, you know, when you put kids in the mix, your schedule isn't as flexible. You know, we couldn't just hang out whenever, you know, we have these two little humans who are relying on us for more structure and all that. Now it's like us time is even less. And I had kind of carried things like having my laptop in the bedroom over. And this is the thing. We did not plan to talk about this in our session. It was in our session that Pierre brought it up. You know, I was just talking through and he was like, oh, okay, so you have your laptop in the bedroom. And then I was like, oh, yeah. And then so he basically uncovers that Terry has like a signal go off in his brain when he walks into the room and sees me on my laptop. That's like, okay, Ashley's checked out. She's in work mode. We're not going to connect tonight, basically. And not just sex or intimacy, but any connection at all. Like, yeah, yeah, not a good time to start a conversation with Ashley because she's focused and I can't throw her off of that. Yeah. And that's not what I was trying to put across. I was thinking, yeah, we can talk. I can work and talk. We can just hang out. And he's and like, And for this somebody is not with my out. personality type, it's like, this ain't hanging. Right. Like, you're working too. Right. And we've done our love languages. Both of us, I think our second is quality time. And we define it differently too. So, I mean, there's so many. If you haven't done the love languages book or taken those tests, like, please do. It will be a game changer. Also, Enneagram, just to throw it out there. Yes. And I'm not going to go into it. Just E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M search it, find your Enneagram number and your spouses. And yeah, game changer. In that first session, it was like, oh, wow. Okay. I need to not have my laptop in the bedroom. So since then I haven't, and it's been amazing. Well, in our most recent session, which was what yesterday, two days ago, just a couple of days ago. Yeah. What was uncovered was I need to not talk about work all the time. And again, I'm not trying to like say I'm a terrible person. I'm just trying to give you some really... Yeah, because you're not. Yeah. I'll give some background on that too. I'm just trying to give an example of what maybe other entrepreneurs might be dealing with or facing, whether it's you or your spouse, but not talking about work all the time. (laughs) We kind of got to this conversation about Terry's like, well, yeah, we'll be in the car and we're like a little quick road trip or whatever, driving into town. And, you know, Terry wants to turn up this new album, you know, he's listened to and wants to share it with me. I have like a whole list of things that I'm going to do in the car ride so that I can continue to be productive. That's not okay. That's not healthy. There has to be times where I'm not working or not talking to him about work. And that was like, again, (laughs) a mind blown moment, which y'all might be listening to this like, girl, you're crazy. And that's wild. But that's just, I guess, where I am and want to encourage y'all that if you find yourself in the same place or if your spouse is in the same place, like talk about it work through it because it's not healthy. Well, I would say this too, though. Like, it's not like Ashley only ever talks about work. It's not, I don't think it's at like an unhealthy level. <laughs> I think that- If you haven't picked up, I'm more extreme in language sometimes. Yeah, he is. <laughs> right. Well, no, I just, for context though, because I feel like some people listening might be like, oh my goodness, that's me. My marriage is ruined because all I do is talk about work. Don't feel bad. It's yeah. all good. This is an example she's giving of something that she's working through. I can still celebrate her for who she is. She likes to talk about work. But then we also build in some margin and have some times where we're not talking about work and there's balance, right? So one thing that Pierre was saying in this conversation was if you got a 20 minute car ride and somebody just starts going off like a machine gun, 
the conversation's been dominated. Mm -hmm. And so finding kind of that safe balance point, both partners get equal share. And then also possibly using something like a car ride as a, okay, when we do this activity, we don't bring work into that activity. So there's like kind of time buckets, there's boundaries, everything has its place. Because think about it to either extreme. Let's say both of us were like Ashley. So we would both just work, 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 talk about work, do work. There would be burnout would probably happen. Yeah. We'd probably be really stressed. Or let's say both partners are more like me. Okay. Time to clock out. No talk about work, right? That extreme could be very dangerous too, because now we're missing deadlines. We're not getting things done on time, right? But it's the balance. It's the balance. It's her being more bent toward work. And me being, when I'm working, I'm all in on work. But then when I step away from work, I'm not going to talk about work, right? So it's not that I work less. It's that when it's not work time, it's like work is off, right? And so it's this middle ground, right? Because either extreme is very dangerous. But when you can find that middle ground where she leans a little bit in my direction, like, okay, yeah, maybe I won't talk about work all the time. And when I lean a little bit her direction, like, Hey, what are you up to? Give me an update on your projects. I love when you it, ask that. It becomes a C and she's given feedback <laughs> here in the moment, right? It's that balance. It's that I serve you, you serve me. We're always looking for ways to better serve each other. Then we step into a very healthy place where we are meeting our deadlines. We are getting things done. We do have new innovative ideas and great systems behind them. And we're building things, right? Yeah. But then we're also being very present parents. We're also being spouses. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Getting to like have a great time and sit down and watch some documentaries together in the evenings and, you know, sitting, looking each other in the eye without our iPhones in our hands at dinner table. Yeah. It just becomes so beautiful because you get to work hard and play hard. Yeah. And I think some practical tips on this, too, is like a couple of things. One, if you have a spouse who likes to talk a lot about work, like give them a time limit and in grace. Right. To say like, hey, let's talk about this for 15 minutes and then we're going to go on to something else or, you know, we're going to go on about our day or whatever. I think that is a really good, there's sometimes I just want to get something out or I have a question or I'm really excited about something I want to share. Then I think having some boundaries in terms of like, this isn't going to go on for our conversation kind of thing. And then another thing is what we actually said in our conference call with Pierre. Terry was like, and I love when he says this, he's like, how can I help you with this? I know this is something that you're trying to work through. How can I help you? And I looked at him and I said, and I was just thinking like, I think if you were to come into the room, because I basically work in our front room right now, it's kind of my office. If you were to come in there, because I'm trying to not work past six o'clock and that's aggressive for me because like I was up to like 2 a.m. the other night. So I'm trying not to work past 6 p.m., 6.30 p.m. And I'm like, if you were to just come in the room like 15 minutes before then or really like 30, because I'm going to probably need to wrap some stuff up and just say, hey, babe you have like 30 minutes and I can't wait to hang out with you. We're going to do something fun. Or like, I can't wait, you know, just something. I could be like, right. Like help me stay accountable in that way. So just find things like that in your marriage where, again, you come at each other with grace. You can't walk in the room and be like, grace. you can't be like, girl, it's time to get off your computer. You've been on it all day, you know? Yeah. Like I'm probably going to go and kiss the girl on her forehead and, you know, let her know what we have up, what's planned for the evening, you know? Yeah. And then also there's grace on the other side of that too. Like she doesn't work past a certain time, but then there are time containers within boundaries. So like Tuesday night and Friday night, we Mm -hmm. agreed on, you can work as late as you need to. So that then as she gets super busy and has multiple projects, she doesn't have this freak out moment. Like nothing fits into this new schedule. It wasn't fair for me to agree to this. Instead, it's, 
you know what? This sounds like a Tuesday night kind of project because I have that safe space. Yeah. And I want to say that in my heart of hearts, in my ideal world, I will not have to work past 6 p.m. and it won't be hard. But we launched two businesses seven right. months ago. We're so in that startup that, And we have another business that's going. And we have two little kids. And we have, you know, our church. We're really involved in our church. So we have a lot going on and we can't just, you know, whatever. So that's why it's great that I have those time containers. I do one day aspire to not have to work a whole lot and it'd be a lot easier. I just, I don't want y'all to think that's my goal. It's just is what it is right now. And so I also wanted to say that because it's not sustainable to be in a grind like this, you know, an indefinite amount of time. There are time limits. Like I said, when you're launching a business, the first year-ish might be tough. If you have more help, that might look more like six months. Um, it just really depends. But just be honest with yourself about where you are and where you want to be, not only personally, but in your marriage as well. So I want to talk a little bit about the faith side of things. If you don't know, Terry and I, we love Jesus. We're Christians. And so faith plays a big role in how we do everything in our life. It's the center of who we are. Something that was really, really interesting to me as I was having a conversation with someone recently talking about getting to the next level, my thought was this. It might be that things aren't right at home. It might be that, you know, you're pushing and striving and working so hard for this thing, this breakthrough in some area. And what if it's just that you haven't learned what you need to learn in this stage of your life? So that's what's keeping you from that next stage or that next level. There was a story that our pastor, Pastor Joel, shared on his Sirius XM radio, which I listened to nonstop for like two years. It was amazing. It was a story about a man and a woman who were trying to have a baby. And they'd done everything, all the treatments, all the things, and they just couldn't have a baby. And the husband goes to God and he says, God, why aren't you letting us have a baby? And God tells him because of the way you treat your wife. Dang, you know, (laughs) he's like, you know, why would I allow you to bring a baby into the marriage if you don't even have, you know, how to treat your wife right? And the whole point is that, you know, God will take us from glory to glory and strength to strength, like he says he will in his word. But he also doesn't want to throw us to the wolves, you know? He wants us to have a solid foundation before we go to this next level, because like he said, when you're faithful with the little, I'll give you much. So then that made me think about in our lives, like what is it that I need to break free from or learn or develop in so that when I do get to the next level, I can sustain it because it's only going to be harder. Who said more money, more problems, you know? Yeah. You know, it's only going to be harder. So if I don't have a good routine of getting rest and not working like a crazy woman, all this, when I get to the next level, there will just be more excuses to do that. Examine your life and where you are and what God might kind of work out in your life so that you can actually unlock that next level of greatness. Absolutely. You know, I think that one key question we can always ask ourselves, what do I need to learn here? Being fully present in a moment, what needs to happen in my heart so that I can show up bigger, brighter, more powerfully in my work, right? I absolutely agree that sometimes things got to be made right at home before you can get them right in public. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Another thing I think about in terms of faith is just, it's something actually, Pierre, again, Pierre Cannings, our marriage counselor, is amazing. And he said this in our last session. He said, If you are both getting quiet time, quality quiet time with God, whenever you are wrong or when you hurt your spouse, whether you intended to or not, God's going to check you on it, right? Like you can't just spend time in the presence of God on a regular basis and just treat people in your life wrong, right? And I just always 
want to encourage people to make sure you're having that quiet time. Make sure you're going to God every single day. That has to be priority. Like I said, that's the center of our lives. When I'm doing that consistently, oh, I can see it in every other area of my life. And when I'm not, I can feel it, you know? Yeah, for sure. So if me and Terry have a conversation, and actually this happened the other day, and you were awesome in coming back and saying, like, I'm sorry, I was wrong. But we had this conversation and it did not go the way we planned. God's going to check you on it. You know, you're going to walk away from that conversation and be like, that was wrong. I didn't respond the right way. I could have said this differently. I could have been more clear. I could have given more grace. I just wanted to share that on just making sure you're getting that good quality time. Yeah, for sure. I think that when it comes to faith, my faith is a very practical faith. Kind of like what Ashley was saying, like I do my little quiet time and it's just a time where I will read a devotional. I will do a little bit of prayer, but then I will also be quiet for a little bit (laughs) and allow time and allow space where I really do feel like I get answers to the things that I've asked in prayer. I feel like not in some deeply spiritual sense. I don't hear some loud voice thundering from the sky, but simply I feel a peace on some things where I'm like, you know what? It would have taken me years and errors and heartache to ever figure this out. But here I am in this moment, in just an instant, finding an answer and getting that kind of direction helps. Because like Ashley said, scripture says, love God, love people. If you're not loving people well, you're going to hear about it in those kinds of moments. And it helps you to move forward in the right direction of making amends, righting some wrongs and being able to be the right kind of person, becoming the person, if you're not married, maybe becomes a better future spouse. Mm -hmm. Becoming the person, if you're running a business, who is more gracious toward employees or serves clients better, like truly being a servant leader, game changer. Or even if you are at a nine to five right now and you want to be an entrepreneur one day, it's like, how do you treat your coworkers? How do you treat your boss or the work that you do? Are you doing it in excellence or are you just, you know, taking... You know, super long lunch break and, you know, whatever it might be. Scrolling on the gram, all the clock. Yeah. So it's just asking yourself those questions. And I love what you said about like quiet time, not being just checking the box. It's not like, hey, God, here are all the things I want and need. All right, bye. You know, or let me just read this Bible verse real quick and try to meditate on it. But it's like really letting God speak back to you. It's a conversation. And God wants to be involved and included in those details of our life. 100%. This is good. Yeah. Talk about marriage and business. You know, our hope is that you thrive. You don't pursue business or entrepreneurship or whatever goal or dream you have and miss out on the beauty that's right there in your home, you know, in your family. Yeah. We love talking about marriage and we love saying that we're not experts, that we're learning too, but we just know so many marriages that really struggle in general, but especially in this area. We just wanted to kind of share our heart, encourage you to say that first off, please know you are not alone. We joined a marriage life group. I think the same year we launched the league, our friends Jalen and Greg, and oh my gosh, I can tell you for almost every couple in there, the biggest takeaway was, oh, y'all, y'all deal with that too? Oh, right. People would be like kind of embarrassed to say something and then hear somebody else say it and be like, whoa, you do? Yeah. It's amazing how you find that pretty much all groupings of humans together trying to do lifelong relationships together are going to see certain things. Like certain things you feel like in your shame, you would never want to speak up on. It's like, oh, this is a very normal thing. There's nothing wrong with us. We're not crazy. Right. And yeah, you're not crazy. Everyone's dealing with stuff. People ask us all the time, like, y'all have this perfect marriage. Clearly our marriage is not perfect. We're working on it. We want it to be great, you know, for us and for our kids, but it's not perfect. 
so not don't, perfect, but it's beautiful. Yeah. So don't accept the lie that because you have X, Y, and Z issue in your marriage, you know, you have to like live this subpar marriage or life because of it. Like, no, you can work on it. Like we've worked on it. Like so many couples have worked on it and we just want you to win. Just, you know, love people well, love that person next to you well. Don't go talking loud and proud on social media about how awesome your ideas are and how you're going to change the world with it before you change your heart and change the climate within your home. How you treat your significant other is going to ripple right into how you treat everybody else. Thank y'all so much for listening to the Bird Means Business podcast. You can subscribe on Apple so that you don't miss any episodes and you can actually follow us on Spotify as well. Also, make sure you tell all of your entrepreneur friends about the podcast so that they can get tips and tricks. And like I always say, it's just my way of being the resource I wish I had when we launched the league back in 2013. Babe, remember I was like Googling everything. Like we made so many mistakes. Mm -hmm. Oh, y'all. Can I just say real quick? I said I was going to be vulnerable. I think I told y'all. So episode two, I talked about securing your money team. I talked about how we went through four different accountants until we found Albie, our accountant. And we are getting ready to file our taxes. I don't even know the percentage. I think what we owe in taxes is a third of what we've owed recently in taxes. No, it's like less than that. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's because he got us right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like go off on a tangent, but I'm just. What she's saying there is we we made a lot of mistakes. We did something with the right intentions. Mm -hmm. And then we were learning over time like, oh, man, this should have been filed this way. Oh, this should be done that way. We had to learn. And then now on our fourth and most amazing accountant, we're like, oh, wow. Now we're finally settled into a great spot. And we're seeing the fruits this year with yes. our taxes. Praise Jesus. Yes. And so I'm just saying, you don't have to go through that. You don't have to make the same mistakes we made. Tune into the Birdman Business Podcast. I'm going to share as much as I can about what I know, what I've learned. And if you do have any questions about your business specifically, you can go to birdwilliamsconsulting.com slash consultation. And you can book a free 15-minute chat with me. Talk to me about what your needs are and see if there's a way that I can help you. And let me know if you're listening to Bird Means Business Podcast because I might, anytime I come in this joint and do an interview, shout you out on the Listener Spotlight. Oh, yeah. And by the way, today's Listener Spotlight, I didn't intend to do it this (laughs) way. But now, as I think about it, it was a married couple who's in business together. Tim and Fabi Broussard. Yes, that's uncanny. I'm a genius like that. I'm out. A mic drop moment. Oh, I wanted to say this. We didn't say it earlier. Terry the Trainer. His name on Instagram is at Terry the Trainer on Instagram, Facebook. That's where you can connect with him. And of course, Terry the Trainer app. All right. This was fun. We might do more of this. I love having him in the studio in this hot guest bedroom closet studio. Okay. I'll invoice you later. Invoice me how? I mean, I'm charge you by the minute, so maybe, <laughs> maybe you wrap it up here pretty soon. Bye. Alrighty, Terry, you ready for Terry's take? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a good one today. Cause guess who we're talking about? What? Daddy. Daddy. Do you love your dad? Yeah. Tell me what you think about Daddy. Um, but Daddy's my best friend. But oh. but he but he he loves me too. 
He but, does, baby. He loves you so much. I know, but he loves you so much, and he and he picks me up on school on Thursday and Friday and Saturdays <laughs> and Mondays and Tuesdays. Wow! And all of those, and he's he's my kind of best friend. He's kind of your best friend. Now that is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. He loves you so much, and guess what? We were on the podcast today talking about marriage and business. Yeah. Um, what do you think about our marriage? You know how you say, hey, mommy, are you and daddy married? What do you think about how mommy and daddy is married? Um, if mommy and daddy's married, they are married, then if mommy and daddy are not married, they're not married. Yeah, but we're going to stay married for sure. We actually talked a little bit about that today. And I don't want to go so much married because the cheese are watching that she's nice. Sometimes he just does, I don't know what word, what language that is. So what do you think is, like... Like being married and being in business together, like owning a business. Like, you know, the gym, when we go to the gym sometime, that's a business that mommy and dad owns. What do you think about marriage and business? Um, but marriage and business can make um, a good business and um, a nice business and uh, 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 um, a. Um, Okay. A garden business. <laughs> yeah, I think if you do it right, you can marriage and business can make a good business. I think that's 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 true. You have to get the marriage part first. I'm sorry, you have to get the marriage part right first, and then you can focus on the business, huh? Because they're not even there. Because they're not even there. That's why I can do anything that I want to do, and I'm going to take that on first day. So. Okay, well, that was interesting. Well, do you want to say anything to the people? Hey guys, comment down below if um my tablet's coming. Actually, actually, please do comment down below. You can leave me a review um on Apple Podcasts. That would be awesome. I will read it to little Terry. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Talk to y'all next week. Uh, Bye. I'll say happy rise up. Bye.